One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Hey, Benji. Hey, Eric. Do you recognize me? (laughs) Not really. You got a haircut. I got a couple haircuts. You got all of them cut. Yeah, multiple hairs are now cut from my (laughs) head and... Not only you, but I've gotten a lot of uh, people asking, you know, where'd all the hair go? And I tell them it it, it went in the trash probably or, you know, it got cut. <laughs> but yeah, I yep. used to have a very long, very long head of hair <laughs> and now it's relatively pretty short. It's, it's more normal. It's I would m- say normal. Okay. More yeah. normal. <laughs> the first thing I did though was like I showered after I... You used way too much soap. <laughs> yeah, I yep, just I've been there, loaded done that. it on there, yep. and it's like, oh wait, I don't actually need that much <laughs> anymore. So it actually saves you money because now you don't have as much soap Waste. each time. Yeah. Anyway, we're here today to talk about our buddies. You're my good buddy. <laughs> You're my buddy, and we wanted to let you know some of the other buddies. Other buddies. Everybody needs a buddy that we have in our technical tool chest yes so why don't you talk about the buddy? your favorite buddy my favorite buddy your favorite buddy and well, i know you have two in the technical aspect of buddies one of my main buddies is companion Ooh, okay companion is a web-based software yes it's a communication software protocol thing that can talk to lots of different devices that live on your network in the audio, video, and lighting world. Very cool. What do you use that for? Lots of things. Lots of things. Tell me all the things. So we run our projectors through Companion. So um, let me back up, actually. So we run Companion on... We actually run multiple versions of Companion on multiple computers. And those computers have a stream deck uh, that's a USB controller interface that plugs into your computer. And it's a button pushing interface. So you push a button, it talks to Companion, and then Companion will basically output a communication protocol to do something. That could be uh, turning something on, turning something off, changing inputs on something. There's lots of things that it can do. So what we use it for is turning on and off our projectors, turning on and off all of our TVs in the, throughout our building, through our atrium. So those are on smart switches that live on the network, and that's how they get plugged into Companion. We use it to label our soundboards multiple soundboards. Tell me about that because that sounds fancy. 
<laughs> how what? Well, how do you do that? On our audio computer, we run a software called Micboard, and that talks to our Sure wireless microphones. So we run Sure URLXD microphones and QLXD microphones. The Q series live on the network. Micboard talks to those interfaces, and that's how we label our microphones. So that microphone connects to Companion on the network. Our front of house CL5 is also on that same network. We have a Midas M32 board that lives on the network. We go to Companion. We type in the IP addresses of all those devices. And we say, okay, we want channel number 33 on the CL5 to be labeled this when I push the button, basically. And then the Midas M32 channel whatever to change to this label when I push this button. So you can have multiple things happen when you push one button. So then what happens is I go to companion on that audio computer. I type in the singer's name to those three places. So the CL5, the M32, and the Sure Wireless Microphone receiver. So then when I push the button on Stream Deck that says this microphone, it changes the label on the CL5 and M32 and on the Sure Wireless Microphone receiver. So then that also changes mic board. So with the push of one button, it changes the label everywhere everywhere without me having to manually do it on multiple devices and having to walk up to Monitor World and change that board and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I guess I haven't made note of it. If you change it on Companion, can you have it change the actual microphone transmitter? Yes. Oh, it will pop up on there as like Julie or whoever is singing. Yep. Yep. So Micboard is uh, just the software that is a uh, runs on a Raspberry Pi that talks to it reads the all the receivers on the microphone. Yeah. Or all the different microphones. That's how that reads that. So we actually changed the label on the microphone receiver itself itself, through which companion, then changes the which mic. then changes with companion or with mic board through, That's com- awesome. through companion. So, and we could have like, if we had multiple boards, even more than just like those two or three options, like let's just say five boards, that'd be a little crazy. But with a push of that one button, all those devices would change. It's a game changer. I need to get that set up because right now I'm just doing wireless one, wireless two, wireless yeah. three, wireless So four. our board, we typically don't label instrument-wise whoever's playing those instruments. We just leave them as keyboard. That makes know? sense. But vocal mics, we always change to whoever's using that microphone. So it's just a little easier to keep track of everything, running monitors and front of house. It's just easier. Oh, yeah, Susie's got mic two instead of, oh, does Susie have mic two or does she have mic three? No, it's Susie is labeled as mic two. I know what mic she has. That's all done through Companion. That's That's great. We run another uh, instance of Companion for video that can control our gimbal through a device called Middle Things. It's pretty cool. I can pan, tilt. Uh, zoom, focus, 
my Blackmagic Packet Cinema 6K Pro camera that lives on a Gimbal RS2 uh, running Probably camera. TGI. Yeah. So it's that's pretty cool as well. And then I think the only other thing we use Companion for is we've done some of our Blackmagic ATEM switcher stuff where you can switch my programmer preview feed. I don't normally do that on a regular basis, but it's set up and can be done. That's basically what we use it for. At Harvest, we've been using it that way. With the From time switcher? to time with, this vid, with the video switcher, yep. the Blackmagic ATEM. Specifically, we used it that way during COVID, like the heat of sure. COVID stuff, because we had less people involved on our production team. So we are actually using Ableton to send MIDI notes to a program on a computer called ATEM OSC, which then converted that MIDI note to OSC, to OSC yep. which then would change the switcher. Yep. So essentially, but with the companion, it was just straight OSC commands from right. yeah, so a you stream just, deck you, you or whatever. You can just push a button and it would just change it. Yeah. Yep. So we set it up where the songs were automated based on the tracks, but then for some transitions, like everything would always end on like a wide shot, but then we would need to get, you know, to the, the a one shot of whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, at Pro Presenter, I had the stream deck just bing, bing. Yep. If they needed to switch between the wide and the, the main yep. camera one shot. It worked out really well, but now we've added like three more cameras since then too. So, yeah. And for communication side of things, like we've also stopped automating our camera switches completely because the camera operators like had a hard time like where like... Maybe it yeah, was, whether, whether maybe the ca- lead changed in the middle of a song, yeah. so it's like hard to shift people. Yeah. And, and whenever that camera, whether that camera is ready or not, if it's it automated, going. it's going to it. Yeah, whether you're in focus, out of focus, you got a good shot or not, you're going to yep. it. Yep. So and we were only running one main camera at the time, so now we have two full got it Blackmagic cameras that we can use either one of them. Sure. So that's the way that I've been using Companion yep. on a stream deck. You've done some lighting stuff or something, yeah, haven't you? I've, I've added MIDI notes to the stream deck, yeah. which this isn't Companion specific. The stream deck can It's part send of the buddy out. system. Yeah, it's the buddy system. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, so the stream deck can send out a MIDI note to whatever lighting software you're using. Yeah. And you use Lightkey now? We do use Lightkey now. Yeah. Um in our main worship center. Where yep. I have this set up is actually in our youth center and we still have DMXs on that computer. By, by Ntech. By Ntech. Yep. So same premise though, you can hit yep. the button house full, house half video or whatever and do some transitions. Most of which are on our Pro Presenter slides. But there are events that need quick access to that kind of thing. So it's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I need to maybe play around with that a little bit. It's just, yeah, it's super nice for like smaller things. Just quick on off or a middle in between something. And and really easy to set up too because you're literally just saying press this MIDI note. Yep. Now you have to know what MIDI notes to use for your software and that kind of thing. But I do want to know more about your other buddy, your main buddy, Q Lab. Q Lab, that is uh, that's your main buddy. That's my 
That's probably, yes. If you were going to really narrow down all of my buddies, that's like, probably the main buddy that you we can't use. can't take the Q-Lab out of Benji. And no. You can't take the Benji <laughs> out of Q-Lab. Yeah, we, we are a... We're basically married. <laughs> yeah. You have a buddy system with QLab. Yeah. That's for sure. I absolutely love QLab. I've been on the QLab train for quite a while. I'd say at least probably three to four years at least. At least. Probably more like five or six. But it is an amazing automation tool. You can send a MIDI signal into QLab and it will output a different type of MIDI note. It can output the same MIDI notes. It can do a lot of different things. It can automate things. You can do stuff based on time, an action cue from MIDI. There's lots of options. We run it to automate a lot of things. So we automate our soundboard through that. So when we play a video, we click a slide in ProPresenter it sends a MIDI note over to QLab, which then sends a MIDI note to our CL5 to automatically bring the fader up. Same thing with the sermon slide. So our very first slide, we have an action that brings the channel up for the pastor's mic. So things that we do on a regular basis, every single week, that type of stuff is the stuff that I try to automate. It does a lot of video switching for us. I shouldn't say a lot. It does some video switching for us. So if we play a video, it will automatically switch the video switcher to the ProPresenter video input. It auto starts our haze 10 minutes before service. It uh, talks to our lighting software, turns the hazer on. Let's see, what else does it do? It does everything for you. It automatically turns our DSKs on and off with our video switcher. Oh, oh, okay. Here's the biggest one. Yeah, I know. Planning Center Live. So Planning Center Live is an amazing tool that you can basically build your order of service. Track your order of service. Track your order of service, yes. And you put in the time for each element. So if a song is five minutes long, you put five minutes in for that song. And it can keep track of all that stuff. Well, you basically can't automate it very easily. So in order for it to go to the next item, you somebody has to manually hit basically the next button on the timer or on Planning Center Live. Uh, planning, or ProPresenter also talks to Planning Center, so you can have the timers on your stage display. But again, you have to have somebody manually advancing every time you go to the next song or to announcements or the message, somebody has to click it. I'm like, this is really cool, but I don't want a volunteer to just have to sit there and that's their only job is to hit next. It's kind of lame. And I don't think it's it's not in gonna be in someone's radar if they're focused on something else. You know, if they're running sound, that's not on their radar to hit the no. next button. If they're running pro presenter, that's not on the radar to hit the next button. So I designed a QLab file that accepts a MIDI note from ProPresenter and it outputs a Apple script that talks to Safari that hits the next button on Planning Center Live. So on the first slide of basically everything that we do has a MIDI note that talks to QLab. 
We have Safari running with Client Center Live on. It's just minimized, so we don't even see it, don't even know that's happening. And then throughout the building, we have various computers, Raspberry Pis, iPads, basically all logged into Client Center Live. And it's auto advancing every time we click that first slide of basically anything. It's amazing. Well, I do also remember you helped me develop the script for Bohm yes. using the same Apple script yep. behind the scenes. So yeah, basically you need some sort of software that can accept a MIDI note command and, and it has to output a, a script. Apple script is basically how that works. So Bohm and um, QLab. I believe are the only two that I know of that. There's can do that. another one that we have made oh, it that's on. Right, we did. We made it on the ATEM OSC software as well. Uh, not that or, one. Uh, Oscillator. Oscillator. Or yeah. Which has to be along with ATEM OSC. You do need Oscillator for yeah. the automation of the switcher. Both are needed. Not necessarily. Oh, I use both. Well, because you don't use QLab. That's true. That's why. Like, I don't need that because I use QLab. Yeah. If you use Boehm, you wouldn't need QLab or Oscillator. Good point. So, yeah. So, we made it an Oscillator. That's the fun fact. Yep. That is available on your website. What's the, it is. What's the website here? It is benchysatorius.com forward slash store. So, that's B-E-N-J-Y-S-A-T-O-R-I-U-S dot com forward slash store. And you can go get any of those uh, files that we've made for you to purchase. So you'd have to buy QLab or you'd have to buy Bohm. I believe Oscillator is free, yes. if I remember correctly. Um, but that's the file that once you have one of those apps, download that file, open it up, and it's basically almost ready out of the box. Once you make your connections between the two apps, you're basically ready to rock and roll. And, and you with, have detailed instructions. Oh yeah, it comes with a PDF there. of detailed instructions of how to set everything up. It's pretty sweet. Well, we'll keep this episode pretty short. It's yeah. lunchtime right now. It is lunchtime. So, thanks for listening to our podcast. Everyone does need a buddy. Everyone so needs a buddy. Find your real buddy in life, <laughs> like Benji. I appreciate our friendship. Yeah, me and too. And the fact that we can come together and. Do yeah. this podcast. I have a quick question before we end. Totally unprepared. Let's so go. It might throw you off a little bit. It will. Uh, but what is one piece of gear that you must have or you just love it? It's a game changer. Something along those lines that costs less than $100. $100. Yes. As you're thinking, you... I will give you mine. Whoa. So uh, mine is velcro strips that's way less than a hundred dollars <laughs> i mean you way can less. get a lot of that for it's true way less than $100. Well, okay velcro strips and a pair of side cutters all right so i have recently i shouldn't say recently but semi-recently i have decided to get rid of zip ties zip ties are terrible and use velcro strips so i buy like a bulk roll i don't know it's like 30 feet or 50 feet or something it's like half inch or one inch strip or wide sorry and i am starting to get rid of all my zip ties i just had this big roll 
I roll out, you know, whatever length strip I need, cut it and wrap that around my cables. And it's like amazing. It holds the cables very well. Obviously zip ties do too, but zip ties are hard. Like if you have to replace a cable or add a new cable, if you don't cut it flush, it can literally destroy your hands and your skin because it's very sharp. So I am now switching over to Velcro strips and it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's way less than a hundred. Way, way less. There's but other, you can get bulk order of it. <laughs> there's other gear out there, obviously, that I use all the time that would be less than a hundred. But that's like, for me, that's like the game changer option that is very inexpensive. Very. And can go a long way and make your life way easier to make your cables cleaner more organized and yet uh, available if you need to add or take away a cable. You can do different color Velcro. So if you, you know, you wanted to do like red for network, blue for audio, green for video, I'm just throwing random colors out there, but you can organize that if you wanted to that direction. I just do all black, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I love it. I'll tell you mine. Oh, you got one. It's very similar. (laughs) Okay. I have loved the self-closing braided wraps. Yes. I have a lot of them on our stages. I purchased three of them after visiting you the the, the, uh, last time. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. You can make basically like your own cable whip. Yes. Of whatever. Cable snake of whatever. Yep. Our stages have floor boxes. Yep. So that's kind of where this kind of comes from. And sometimes people need to move away from the floor box to have some wiggle room for wherever their guitar is plugged in or microphone or whatever. So, yeah, every station in our youth center and worship center coming off of a floor box has a whip of, you know, power. Maybe it's a stereo guitar, so there's two XLRs in there. Yep. There's a data line for our little MyMix stations that are used yep. incongruent with it's our... It's super clean. TF. It's really clean. <laughs> it's super clean. And I used to have to... like I remember, and I didn't have to do this then, but I did it because I wasn't familiar with these self-closing yep. wrap things. I would tape down every single cable Yeah. and... like. And then I'd pull it up the next week because we yep. we were doing like choir and things like that. So like every first week of the month or whatever was a choir month, choir week. Yep. So I'd be changing out the orchestra, changing out the pattern. But with this, I could have had it ready to go. Just brought pull one thing out, plug it in, yep. and be it's done. Got everything there that you need. So now, whether I have a guitar on this side or that side, I just take that whip, take it to the other side. And it's ready to go. I know I said one, but that reminded me of one more that I've got. Whoa. That's also All right. very inexpensive. Okay. Well under 100. So our stage has carpet. It's black carpet. Ah, uh, yes. And we, instead of taping, because yes, we were taping cables down as well with gaff, gaff tape, which works great. It's amazing. Uh, but I have found these Velcro, like four inch wide strips. That are like, I don't know, they're probably like 15 feet long. You can cut them to whatever length. And they Velcro down to the carpet. 
on each edge is carpet or uh, Velcro. The middle is no Velcro and you run your cables through that. They're also black. So if I need to run a new cable, I can just peel up one side, slip the cable in there, Velcro it back down to the carpet. I'm not having to tear up tape and retape and get sticky residue on cables. It's pretty cool. So I have a couple of those running around on our stage as well. But yes, I have started using those uh, little wraps and they're pretty cool. They're really great. I buy one almost weekly <laughs> just because there's some I'm, other spot. So I'm pretty sure you could take all three of those items that we just suggested and For you're, less and you're than, still under $100 Oh yeah, and My, it will clean up everything. The wraps are like twenty dollars i want to say for like a 20 foot is less than 10 i think and you can cut them too to length or whatever yeah those are those are three game changer items for well under a hundred dollars i should have said less than 25 (laughs) oh well that's cool all right so be sure to like and subscribe to us like us on instagram technology in worship and we will be back next monday with another amazing podcast. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.